Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hi, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Why on earth does Biden keep lying? Well, I think there's a natural psychological reason, and there's also a supernatural spiritual reason. And we're going to delve into some of that because it also teaches us about the way we need to fight against the evils that are attacking us and attacking America. Along those lines, let's begin with a, chap, uh, a reading from chapter 8 of John's Gospel. I want to start in uh, verse 43. Jesus is speaking to those with whom he is arguing uh, about his ministry and his identity. And here's what he says. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Let us pray. Lord, this nation was founded to be a nation under God. Our founders acknowledged you, and declaring independence from tyranny, they declared dependence on you, on your providence, on your law, on your gift of unalienable rights, on your truth. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that reliance on your providence that has not only guided our founding, but that has guided every day of our history. We want it to guide each day of our lives, that we would always trust in you no matter what happens, and that we would point others to you, starting with our own children and grandchildren, pointing them in the ways of the Lord. Help us, Lord God, we pray through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. It isn't that how we pray for America, that she always be rooted in those principles on which she was founded, one of which is truth. In fact, Jesus says in the scriptures, he is the truth. And, 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 and this is key for discipleship. Remember he said, if you keep my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now keep that verse in mind for a moment and think about the verse in the first letter of St. John where he says the purpose that for which the Son of God came into the world was to destroy the works of the devil. 
Now, what are those works? Well, that's what we heard in the passage I just read from John's Gospel, chapter 8. The works of the devil, Jesus said, are lies and murder. So if Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, that means Jesus came to destroy lies, which is why then he would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way back to the Father precisely because he is truth that destroys the lies of the devil and precisely because he is life which undoes the devil's acts of murder. The truth. Jesus proclaims this as his very identity. And he says that it is liberating. It frees us from lies. Now, lies take on many different sizes and shapes, many different dimensions, if you will. We tell ourselves lies every time we sin, because temptation itself ultimately is a lie. Think about it this way. When you're tempted to do something wrong, the temptation, you could say that, that you know, obviously the devil is behind it ultimately, but, you know, a lot of times the devil just sits back and watches us get into trouble all, all on our own. It's not as though he's pushing you at every moment that you're tempted, but ultimately it has its roots in, in him, the father of lies. Because temptation is a lie, isn't it? You, you, you're, 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 being, you're being pulled towards something that is evil, but it's presenting itself as something good. This is why scripture also says the devil presents himself as an angel of light. Because the human will, think of it this way, the human will can only choose good. In order to, we know that we choose evil. How is it that we choose evil? Because we're, we're temporarily deceived. The lie of a temptation is to present evil as good. Now the will, the reason that, see, if, if, if we could just choose evil, you know, then evil could just present itself to us and say, hey, here I am, choose me. Well, we would never choose that if it's presenting itself as it really is, truly evil. Because the human will was created, it was made, programmed, if you will, hardwired to choose always the good. That's why we choose it, whatever it may be, because it either is good or we're seeing it as good. Now, seeing it as good, we might be mistaken. We might be under the influence of, a, of the lie of a particular temptation. We tell ourselves a lot of lies. We tell ourselves lies when we sin. And sometimes we tell ourselves lies over the course of many, many years, even many decades. There may be lifelong lies that we've been telling ourselves and other, others have been reinforcing for us that create this entire philosophy of life, this create this entire worldview. And that can be very dangerous because then we can end up having a lifestyle built on a lie. In the work I do, counteracting abortion, we see the abortionists themselves. I mean, those who are, imagine this, actually making a living, tearing living babies apart limb from limb. How do you, how do, you do that? How do you justify that? How do you live with yourself? You've got to tell yourself many, many lies. And I know that the layers of lies that the abortionists tell themselves because we have special healing programs just for them once they convert, once they, they leave that killing industry, and we help them to peel back all the different layers of lies that they told themselves, like, oh, well, this isn't really a baby, it's not really a human life. 
uh, th this is helping women. If it weren't for me, they would go get something that was much more dangerous to them. And they just pile lie upon lie upon lie. And then when they first do an abortion, it really hurts them. I mean, in conscience, it hurts. In the heart, it hurts. Because we weren't made for that. We weren't made to kill. And we weren't made especially to kill our own species and our own children. <clears throat> so when they do their first abortion, it's really a, a painful experience. And then they're at a crossroads. They either at that point reject the evil that they just did, listening to the voice of conscience and pulling away from that pain. Or in order to go forward into a second, a third, or a hundredth abortion, they've got to reinforce the lie that this is something good. And it'll hurt again the second time they do it, but just a little bit less. And it'll hurt a little bit less the third time until after a while they've built a lifestyle and, in fact, a money-making profession on a whole series of lies. Lies are very destructive. They're very dangerous. They create an alternate reality. I've discussed with you on this program how the culture that we're in now is in full outright rebellion against the truth of God. And the truth of God is written in creation, as well as, of course, in His Word. It's written on our hearts by His Spirit. But He's written His truth into creation. This is what our founders uh, referred to when they talked about the laws of nature and of nature's God. Now we're living in a culture that has an outright assault on God's truth as written in creation, so that we're even denying that a man is a man or a woman is a woman. And maybe that's because for 50 years we've been denying that a baby is a baby. The baby in the womb is, in fact, demonstrably a human baby, demonstrable by the same biological evidence, which, interestingly enough, tells you if you're a man that you are a man, and if you're a woman that you are a woman. It's coded into your biology. The truth is being spoken in creation. So the same lie that rejects the truth that a baby in the womb is a baby is the lie that rejects the truth that a man is a man or a woman is a woman. And it goes on to reject any kind of other truth as well. I mean, if you reject those basic things, you can reject anything. Lies are destructive. You can build entire cultures on lies. And the other reason that this happens is, I mean, we lie on a natural basis. We lie sometimes just to protect ourselves, right? I don't want to get in trouble with my parents, so I lie about what I did or didn't do. I don't want to get in trouble with my school teacher. I lie of what I did or didn't do. I, want to, I don't want to get in trouble with my employer, excuse me, and I don't want to get in trouble with the law. So this is, or or my doctor. I want my doc. I don't want my doctor to tell me, oh, you're not doing the right thing. So, you know, there may be a temptation to lie to your to your doctor. Oh, have you been doing this? Or have you been doing? Oh no, yeah, I've been doing it. I've been doing it. So we lie to protect ourselves, and we also lie sometimes to enhance our opinion of ourselves. There are some people that have such a low esteem for themselves that they have to make up stories that make them look bigger than they are, better than they are, smarter than they are, tougher than they are. They live the lies that they create, all for the purpose of compensating for a very, very, very low self-esteem. 
and which may be based on some truth about themselves that they recognize, but recognize painfully that they're really not as tough or courageous or responsible as they should be. I think part of this is what's going on with uh, with Biden. You know, he has to cr- present himself as this uh, bigger and brighter than he is, tougher than he is, and he's constantly making up stories. You know, now look, we're talking about, we're not talking here about per- perceptions, perspectives. Uh, we're not talking here about exaggerations. Uh, you know, one of the things about President Trump, people say, oh, well, he lies too. You know, he makes up a lot of things. You know, one of the things about President Trump that is so true, you read some of the many books about him and his life and his um, his approach to life and his approach to leadership. One of the things that's been said is, you know, his followers, his fans do not take him literally, but they take him seriously. His opponents do take him literally, but do not take him seriously. So remember, you know, the times during the campaigns when he said, okay, yeah, we're going to have four more years and then we're going to have eight more years after that. And, you know, and, and it, it, he's never had any intention of trying to extend the, the length of time by which somebody can be president of the United States. But he'll say these things in, in jest in order to make an underlying point which is, hey, we had it real good when I was president. We need to do that again. And we need to keep making America great. There's no end point to that. And that's the the serious point that's coming across, which his followers take seriously. But his detractors, these deluded people, will take him literally as, oh, look what he's trying to do. He's trying to undermine the Constitution. That's what, 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 what garbage. And he even jokes about it, you know, and, and sometimes in the rally speeches, you know, he'll say to the, the fake news, he'll say, hey, but the, the, I, better, I better make clear that I'm just joking, otherwise they'll run with this story tomorrow. Trump said this, Trump said that, and they will. Because they're stupid and they're fake. But what he does to make a point is that he'll exaggerate a point, but we know exactly what he's doing, and we take seriously the underlying truth that's being conveyed. The opponents, they do just the opposite, these stupid people. So the bottom line is, brothers and sisters, we're dealing with something very different when it comes to Biden. We're not talking about opinions or perspectives. And we're not talking about exaggerations to make a point. We're talking about outright and repeated lies that nobody knows why he's saying. I mean, you could see certain political advantage. I'm going to give you a few examples. I, there are so many examples, we could be here all night. And you know many, many more examples even than the ones I'm going to say. But just to illustrate, but these are, I mean, some of them are not consequential. Some of them are not consequential. Some of them are political. Some of them are to get political support. But a lot of these things that he says, nobody knows why he's saying them. And they've been debunked and they've been fact-checked and they've been publicly exposed as untrue. And here's the disturbing question. Why, why does he keep saying them? There's something wrong here. And let me go right to the heart of why, what's most destructive about this. People need to be able to trust their leaders. We can trust President Trump. 
Because not only does he fulfill what he promises, he goes above and beyond even what he promises, and he does more than he promises. That's exactly the opposite of what we see with just about every other politician in the history of the country. They do way less than they promise, sometimes through no fault of their own. You can only do so much, and it doesn't only depend on you. It depends on the people around you, and it depends on factors outside of your control. But he manages to do more than he promises. You can trust a person like that. You can trust a person who doesn't have anything to gain for himself by doing the job. President Trump already had the, the success, the fame, the fortune. He didn't have to use the presidency in order to get any of that. And the opposition that he faced from his opponents within the party, from the opposite party, the Democrats, from the fake news media, and from so many other forces, has been unprecedented. Why do you put yourself and your family through that? And then after having gone through that, for the years that you campaigned and the years that you served, and then a few years after that as well, as we are at, the, at this point now, still going through all kinds of persecution, and then being willing to go through it again? And not seeking self-interest, uh, uh, special interests? And not calling up mega donors that could send you $5 million as a result of a phone call, but then later they're going to make a phone call to you and ask you to do something for them. And he doesn't want any of those strings attached. He wants to be a free maker of decisions that are based on one thing and one thing only, what is good for the American people. He wants to do this not for fame or fortune, but for service, for the good of the country. That's a person you can trust. But a pathological liar has just, by definition, destroys your trust. And not only that, but it can destroy the country. If he's lying so much on the public stage, how much is he lying in private? And to whom? And about what? Let me tell you. In these last couple of years, I cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion. Joseph R. Biden. Where the heck is he getting this? It's not true. And yet he keeps repeating it. He doesn't cut the, 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 the deficit by $1.7 trillion. It's increased. Billionaires in this country, their share is only 8% of the, the taxes. Or down, he says, 3% at other times. No, that's not true. You can look it up. It's 26%, the share of billionaires paying, paying the taxes. I traveled 17,000 miles with the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. 17,000 miles I traveled with him. It's not true. We're not talking here about opinions or perspectives or philosophies or exaggerations. We're talking about outright, demonstrably false statements that the man keeps repeating. Georgia's uh, uh, Republican election law shortened 
voting hours. Now, look, that's a verifiable matter of fact. That's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of fact. It doesn't. It didn't. The law is what it is, and it says what it says. You can't have a right to your own facts. A right to your own opinions, whether it's good or bad. But to say that it, 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 it shortened the voting hours? Federal contact, contracts awarded directly to foreign companies, Biden has claimed, rose 30% under President Trump. No, they didn't. The death of his son, Bo, he stated that he died while fighting in Iraq. No, he passed away from brain cancer at Walter Reed Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Why does he say things like this about personal matters that are blatantly untrue? His first wife tragically died in a car crash with a tractor trailer in 1972. Also lost his infant daughter in that incident. But over the years, on multiple occasions, he said that the driver involved in the crash was drunk. Drunk driver. There is no evidence to support that claim. The state official who investigated the accident denied that there was any causality there from someone who was drunk. What, what is the man gaining from saying something like this? That he knows to be untrue. He has lied about his law school ranking. While campaigning for president back in 1987, he was dishonest about his academic credentials, about the number of undergraduate degrees that he earned, about being arrested in South Africa, about being raised in a Puerto Rican community, and about his interactions or lack thereof with his son Hunter about his business dealings. We don't need a pathological liar in the White House. Look, we're not here, this is not about hating anybody. This isn't even about judging anybody. Because when I ask the question, why does he do these things? I'm not claiming to have an answer about the state of his soul and heart vis-a-vis -vis Almighty God. I don't know. There's no way I can know. The state of a person's uh, 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 soul, their intentions before God, and, 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 and what they're, what's going on in that realm, really only God knows. I mean, we each know a little bit about that in our own case, but we don't even know the whole story about ourselves, much less somebody else. You can't enter into somebody else's mind and heart and soul, and we're not trying to. But this man is the President of the United States. That impacts all of us. And he wants your vote again. Now, the 81 million people out there who supposedly voted for him last time, have you ever seen a more silent group of people? I haven't. I, I mean, I, they're really good at keeping quiet. Really good. At hiding, I guess that's why they voted for him. He hid during most of the campaign. He was down there in the basement. Maybe these people were down there with him. And they're still there because we don't hear from them. 
I don't know if any of you out there are courageous enough to admit that you voted for Biden. If you're courageous enough to admit that, hey, listen, <laughs> you really, uh, you really got some, uh, I don't know what to call it, a lot of arrogance. You think it's a good thing what happened since then? You think it's a good thing? In fact, you could help us all out by listing, besides ruining America, listing one, one good accomplishment. Just one. Just, just tell us. Show us. We're not talking about something from your own imagination or something that you think he should have done or he intends to do or he intended to do. I'm talking about an actual accomplishment. People should be ashamed of themselves. Well, we've we've got we've got the man is a pathological liar. And this is dangerous for America. And that's why we're talking about it here. Again, not to not to make any personal attacks on anybody. But to, we're talking about the good of the nation. We're talking about saving the nation. We're talking about voting wisely. And we're talking about knowing what we're getting ourselves into as we get deeper into this election season. We've got to know what we are dealing with here, and uh, we can't be afraid to say it. Don't be afraid to say it. And uh, there's only one way to, I mean, whatever he needs personally in terms of uh, physical or mental health, uh, he needs to get that personally, and we don't wish evil on anybody. But 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 he can't be in the position that now he's he's running for again and be in this condition. You just can't, physically, mentally, or spiritually. Again, we don't know the inner depths of anybody's soul, but we know what we hear on the outside, and we know when it does or doesn't correspond with the truth. We've got to be able to trust our leaders. Friends, let's just, you know, and, and, and then what do we say about this matter of the cocaine in the White House? You know, we better get to the bottom of this. This beating around the bush that we've already seen, this evade, evading of the question, uh, by the press secretary there at the White House and by Biden himself. Don't sit there and give us a smile when a reporter uh, 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 voices a, a question to you about the cocaine in the White House. This has got to be dealt with directly, honestly, and thoroughly for the good of the American people going forward. This is an abomination. What is it going to be next? And right in the midst of all this garbage coming out, more and more verified evidence, more and more testimonies and whistleblowers and documentation about the dealings of the corruption of the Biden family. And I mentioned to you, Dick Morris, keep an eye out for his upcoming book, The Biden Corruption Family. Um, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a great book, very essential, as they say, going into this election, that people know what they are getting into. And we've got to pass this along to our left-wing uh, 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 friends and and some of them are probably fellow worshipers. They go into the you know it's the it's the Democrat uh, the Democrat uh, church and uh, we got to let them know what they're getting into. So keep an eye out for Dick Morris's book, The Biden Corruption Family. We got all this stuff coming out, and then on top of this, we we've got this incident of cocaine being found in the White House. We want to get don't let this drop. We got to get to the bottom of how did it get there. And no matter how it got there, what we want to be keeping an eye on is not just the answer to that question. Again, it's the honesty or lack thereof, the transparency 
or lack thereof, of the people who have their hands on the levers of power in this country. So let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, you are the God of truth, and we are just, we are resolved, Lord God, to recommit ourselves tonight to be truthful people. Lord, it's not clear to us why people lie. We know some reasons why we are tempted to lie, but we leave judgment to you, Lord God, but we also ask you for protection from this, because lies can do such damage. The lie that a baby is not a baby is a lie that the Democrat Party has just taken hook, line, and sinker, and so they advocate for an unlimited holocaust against the children in the womb. And Lord, it's sad reality. If you can lie enough to be able to dismember a baby and ask others to pay for it, well, then you can lie about anything. That one lie there corrupts everything else. Deliver us, Lord God. Deliver us from Satan, who's the father of lies. Deliver us from temptation, which every time it comes to us is a lie. Deliver us, Lord God, from our own fears about facing the truth. Truth that, if we confront it, will require us to change sometimes dramatically so, painfully so. Truth that if we confront it will require us to abandon some of our attachments to things or to people or to power or to positions or to opinions that are destructive and maybe we didn't even realize how destructive. But Lord, enable us to be challenged by the truth at every moment of our lives because Lord, then, then, as your son promised, then we can be free We can be set free if we allow the light of truth to envelop us, to permeate us, to drive out every bit of darkness. Father, we know as the Gospels tell us that in Jesus Christ, the light has come into the world and that this is the verdict, this is the judgment, that the light came into the world, but some preferred darkness. Lord God, some prefer lies to truth. And in hating the truth, they will not only run away from it themselves, but they will try to snuff it out wherever it is found. They will try to silence us. And hence we see the cause for so much of the tyranny that this Biden administration is imposing upon us. Set us free Lord God, in your spirit and in your truth. And we now pray in the words Jesus gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's be the people of truth. Let us feast on the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, as Paul tells us. Have a wonderful weekend. Please spread the word about this program every weeknight, 8 p.m., Praying for America. And please connect with me on social media. 
You'll find me at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms, starting, of course, with Truth Social. I hope you have your account at FR Frank Pavone. Let's stay connected, friends. Let's keep each other in prayer. Watch my other programming at endabortion.tv. And please do support our work. We appreciate your support. Prolifegift.org is where you can do that so that we can continue not only programming like this and all our political efforts, but also our life-saving work against abortion. God bless you. Thanks for the support. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Priests for Life is a extraordinarily fine group. Uh, and I, I don't say that in order to um, make anybody feel better or flatter anyone. Uh, it's, an, it's an unusual and a very unique group in that most of the priests whom I have encountered across this country and indeed around the world uh, shy away from the subject of abortion. They somehow want to keep it under the rug and only pull it out when they're ordered to. Uh, in my own experience as a Catholic convert for the last several years, um, I've attended a great many masses and listened to a great many homilies, and I think, believe in three years I've listened only to one homily on the subject of abortion, and that was here in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Other than that, priests seem not to want to talk about it. And Priests for Life is the Paul Revere of this whole gestalt, that priests for life are riding around trying to galvanize the rest of the clergy into getting engaged in what is one of the most appalling revolutions of the 20th century. And I am uh, enormously grateful to them and admire their work enormously, but unfortunately I believe that there are not enough, that priests for life should be should have a staff 20 times what it has now. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.